How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carlo scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to show. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Well, I have to say I am disappointed in the Kings, not just because they have lost two games in a row now, but because they have effectively ruined our prediction where we wanted them to win three of the four games against playoff teams. How dare they? I'm taking it personally. I'm taking it very personally. I would have liked them to have beaten the Blackhawks, as I so optimistically said that they would last uh, last episode. Um, but in my head, I was like, okay, well, maybe they'll meet the they'll beat the uh, Wild instead. And they did neither of those things. In fact, yeah. they played pretty poorly against both of those teams. Ugh, unfortunate. I think, I mean, the past like week or so, I haven't really been able to watch the Kings games live, so I've had to like catch up afterwards. So I still haven't actually seen anything from the Chicago game tonight. But I did pay attention to Twitter. And it seemed real bad from the way people were talking about it. The Kings, I mean, recently it's been talked about how they are this season the best shot suppression team. And the Blackhawks had, what, like 29 shots on goal through two periods or something like that. That's not good. That's not going to help you get to the playoffs. And now they are further out of the picture because, of course, the Calgary Flames won again. They need to stop pretending that they're good. Ugh. Calgary, why? It's real. It's really salt my game here. I do not appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so now the Kings are out um, of the playoff spot three points um, from third place in the Pacific because we all know that they're not really. Well, I mean, at this point, they could kick Winnipeg out of the wild card spot. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I just don't think it should be the thing that they aim for or rely <laughs> yeah. on. Right, that's true. So, but yeah, that like technically, I think they're only what two points back of Winnipeg right now. So it's right. definitely possible that they could make that wild card spot, or they could make, um, or they could catch up those three points to Calgary. I think the thing is, Calgary we know is a fundamentally worse team, so it seems more likely to aim to catch them rather than to rely on the Jets, who are are pretty good. Like they're not crazy amazing team, but they are more way more legit than the Flames are. Yeah, and they've been they've been having a pretty good season. So I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing them back in the playoffs, and I would rather uh, that Canadian team than Calgary. Yeah, same. I yeah, I think the Jets will actually be pretty interesting to watch. So I mean, I mean, whatever. If the Kings have to knock them out to make it to the playoffs, I won't feel bad. But if I had my pickings, Calgary would be out and the Jets would stay in because I think they will be interesting. But we'll see what happens. I mean, Kings should do what they got to do at this point. They have six games left and a pretty favorable schedule from here on out. So including like a game against the Flames, they have the game against the Sharks, they have two against the Oilers. So they have an opportunity to pick up the points that they need to make it into a playoff spot. They just can't come out like they did against the Wild or like Chicago. They have to dominate those games. They have to pick up two points in all of them, um, ideally, and maybe make it in. We will see. It's crunch time now. It's not quite panic time because the schedule's favorable, but it is crunch time. Yeah, so once again, if we kept giving them kind of like a hand wave um, if they did poorly because there was so much left in the season, but uh, it's it's down to the wire now. 
um, we can almost count the number of games left on one hand, and so they really need to start winning games. And it's kind of disappointing because at the beginning of this road trip, we obviously all have talked about how poor their um, on-the-road kind of uh, statistics have been this entire season, but starting this off with like the, the win against the Devils and then uh, the great game against the Rangers and then the Islanders as well, it looks super promising. They looked like a team that wanted to demolish the other teams and make it to the playoffs, and then it kind of just fizzled out. So it would be nice to see that come back. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could maybe attribute some of that to possible fatigue, even though they won their actual back-to-back things, but they had played like what they had a uh, scenario where they played like three games in four nights and then you have these games so um maybe they're tired it's unfortunate they don't they can't afford to be tired but it might have happened um i do you mentioned like the whole road thing in general going into the chicago game they were actually a 500 team on the road they had their record was 15 15 and 7 and now it is of course 15 16 and 7 and so they are not not going to um, do themselves any favors in getting people off their back when it comes to, oh, they're like poor on the road or whatever. I don't think that really truly matters, but it would have been nice just to have that storyline go out. And like, basically at this point in the season, I'm like, if the Kings don't make the playoffs, how many absolutely stupid narratives are there for people to write a million unintelligent articles about why they missed and I just don't want it to be like they couldn't win on the road because that doesn't really matter that's not why don't do it yeah they they fixed it in the end um but it'll be interesting <laughs> okay obviously we think and would hope that the kings are going to make the playoffs but if they don't oh man you could definitely play um like king's hatred bingo with what people are gonna say as to why the kings couldn't make it into the playoffs <laughs> We should actually just oh, can we make that? I mean, <laughs> if they I mean, don't, I hope I hope I hope we don't have to make it. I hope I never have to make that <laughs> yeah. thing. But in case we do, yes, yeah. we should make that. I hope it's not relevant and there's no reason for us to make it. But if it happens, we totally have to because that will be the game to play for the summer. If you're a Kings fan, to distract yourself from possibly crying over the loss of Justin Williams, because that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> um, so it's a rough time a little bit for the Kings right now. They, for the most part, still control their own destiny. And again, this is a team who, in the five seasons where they've been back in the playoffs, have gotten down to the wire in terms of clinching. Like, the most games left they had um, in a couple of these seasons was five. And the other ones were like, two games left, one game left. So you can't count them out in in true frustrating king's fashion you can't actually give up on them because you don't know what's going to happen but they will make it as painful as possible until the absolute end i mean i don't know why they like to do this to us slash themselves but um it gives me a glimmer of hope all the time um that they'll win the next game that something crazy will happen either other teams will go on some major losing streak or something like that and the kings will you know pull themselves up by their bootstraps and make it into the playoffs. So hopefully we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So one other bit of bad news before we try to talk about some of the positive things that did happen um, since we last recorded. Andre Sakara in this game against Chicago, apparently someone fell on his leg, he said, and then afterwards he knew 
something just didn't feel right. So he left the game with a lower body injury and they are going to have it evaluated tomorrow, which sounds like super bad news. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, that really it, it wouldn't be the Kings if they didn't lose a defenseman at the end of the season. True. Oh, <laughs> just, man. Just, that's what's going to happen. Um, and it's unfortunate that it was Sakara, an actual good, useful defenseman, rather mm-hmm. than, oh, you know, say anyone else. Yeah. With um, well, yeah, 44 with, in not, his jersey. <laughs> Someone who just happens to have a certain double digit number. Yeah. The Kings have, how do I want to say this? I guess basically this. Nobody should have expected the Kings, or should be expecting the Kings, I should say, to win the Cup anyway, because based on very recent history, they do not go all the way when they acquire a defenseman at the trade deadline. <laughs> also, it's an odd year, and they only win the Stanley Cup in even years. <laughs> That's what it seems like. But I mean, I'm fine with that if that means that, you know, 2016 is our year. But heck yeah, um, <laughs> the Islanders are going to go a couple of rounds and then they'll be, you know, get better over the summer on defense, hopefully. And then we will all get the thing that we've been anticipating, which is a Kings Islander Stanley Cup final in 2016. And the Kings win. That would be amazing. I would like that. <laughs> but that, so, that's for that's for a future us to worry about. We could still like cycle back and hope that the Kings do all right, even though we are protecting our hearts and saying that they're, you know, not to expect too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're good. So, I mean, like I mentioned, so um, it was at Ineffective Math, Matthew on Twitter, he posted, or he's, throughout the season, he's been posting things about possession and all different kinds of charts about different teams and stuff. And I mentioned already that the Kings are the best shot suppression in the league. And that, his latest one from a couple days ago, showed that. Like, they are pretty significantly the best possession team in the league. And it was at even strength was his graph, Um, which is, again, something that we knew. But I think it's good to have that kind of reassurance of like, oh, right, this is this is still a team that at its, you know, foundation is really great. Like the systems are just so solid and they execute them really well. Unfortunately, the Kings, for whatever reason, have never quite gotten the regular season luck that the other teams have. And maybe they go through like smaller stretches where they're not on point and they never get lucky and just win a bunch of games they didn't deserve. I mean, they have some, but I mean, look at the Calgary Flames. They've had an entire season of that. So that never seems to happen for the Kings quite that way. But it's a good team. And so I think even right now, as people get worried and and maybe people start becoming pessimistic and snarky about the Kings as a coping mechanism or whatever, we all should know that this is actually a good team. And if they do manage to make it, they could take us into June again. I I believe that fully. Uh, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We all are avid, avid, uh, like, sticklers about the Kings. Like, we all watch the Kings very closely about every single thing that they do. Um, and of course, we're going to remember every single thing that they do wrong, first and foremost. So sometimes it's nice to kind of take a step back, look at like the, the facts about it, like the numbers, not about how it just like looks to us or the fact that we lost or everyone looks slow or whatever it was. And the Kings are a good team and just, uh, obviously they could have been, you know, shooting more, scoring more goals, doing this, that, another thing, but they're 
you know, they've had a, a bad stretch for a little bit, uh, especially in terms of luck, where it seems like others have gotten all of it. Like, mm-hmm. it couldn't be anyone in a, in a different division. I guess it was <laughs> yeah. the, the avalanche last year, but... Right, yeah. I'm like, is this what the people in the Central felt like when the avalanche stole a playoff spot from somebody? It sucks. <laughs> Basically, I feel their pain now. Yeah, um, pretty much. But, I mean, I hope the Kings do manage to win more games than the Flames in this last couple weeks and um, make it back into the playoffs. And I think they could still be a very good team in the playoffs. So, I don't know, man. Like, single games are too random. So, you can never say for sure because also I think the Oilers have had their last few couple games, at least, have been pretty good. So, it's it would be a horrible time if they, for whatever reason, for no reason, decide to streak at the end of the season. They're, um, on, a th- they're on a three-game winning streak. That's so terrible. For, for what purpose? <laughs> Just to infuriate us. Um, so, again, you don't know what's going to happen, but things still seem favorable for the Kings, and they just have to execute, hopefully. And hopefully they can do that. Hopefully, Sakara is not really, really hurt. Maybe a day of rest will help his leg feel better. I I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so to take it back to the Kings a little bit, because I do want to talk about some positive things for the Kings team, um, because it's not all sadness. Again, technically they did want, win three of five of the games on this road trip, which is not the best, obviously, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So um, during this road trip, we had... First, I guess let's start with the newer, like the big milestone, even though it was kind of hilarious. Nick Shore scored his first NHL goal. Congratulations to that guy. It's been a long time coming, or so it feels like. It feels like we've been rooting for this uh, for a while. And of course, it has to be in like the weirdest way possible. Like not some like cool shot or anything like that or a neat deflect. I mean, it wasn't deflection. It wasn't a neat one, though. It was... He happened to be there, his skate happened to be there, and it got kicked in. I mean, he was in the right place at the right time in front of the net. So he owes a lot, I guess, to Dustin Brown on his first goal, but yeah. good job being in the right position, Nick Shore, to take ownership of that of that goal. And, um, you know, maybe now he can actually score some pretty goals now that that monkey is off his back, so to speak. I like how if you don't score a goal, like, for a while, you kind of just have to get the first one out of the way. And so I'm just imagining everyone said that, you know, Dustin Brown went back to go get the puck uh, to make sure that Nick Shore got it. And so I assume they're going to do something like hockey players love commemorating all of their milestones. I don't I I mean, I've seen all of their like weird basements um, with their own jerseys just like everywhere. (laughs) whatever but i would love to see nick shores and you know his a beautiful mahogany plaque perhaps amazing puck you know plastered on it place of honor and then what's the what's the highlight photo him sprawled like him with his hip and his skate out yeah pretty (laughs) much that is that is the only shot that you can really get Uh, this is when my skate made the uh my first goal in the nhl not my slick hands or anything like that just yeah my feet he put his there. whole body into it in a way and at least that is something you well he'll take it i imagine <laughs> um, oh yeah for sure and it was good for the kings because it mean it meant that they had a goal and um also in that islanders game was tyler Toffoli scoring shorthanded yet again He's so good. Yeah, I really like that. 
it's so funny how people are good at particular things, like like uh, certain situations are their bread and butter. And the fact that when there are more players on the other team on the ice, Tyler Toffoli's like, yeah, my time is now. This is where mm-hmm. I'm good. And he just goes and scores shorthanded all the time. Him, I have to say, even though, um, I mean, they've had their rough games or whatever, but in general this season, watching him and Jeff Carter play together has been so exciting. I think they clearly have really good chemistry. They both have the same sort of, I think, sensibilities about finding those open spaces on the ice, right? And Jeff Carter is a better skater or like a smoother skater, faster skater, maybe. Um, Tyler DeFoley is someone who has always gotten knocked for his skating, but he manages to keep up with Jeff Carter and, and stay open or get passes to Jeff Carter. And that was another instance where they didn't force the play or anything. It just kind of developed. They followed it through and they're both such good shooters that all of a sudden Kings had a shorthanded goal and now Tyler Toffoli leads the league um, of individual players. He has five shorthanded goals and six shorthanded points, which are both the most of either category for any one player. It's so good watching them skate just because they seem to always be aggressive on the puck, trying to get it away. And then all of a sudden you see just the two of them streaking down the wings and either one of them could make it if it's on. You know, sometimes uh, it'll be strange because, like, Andre Kopitar is going down the ice with, like, Dwight King. And you're like, I don't I don't know if anything is going to happen from this. Right, because right. <laughs> cause all the defenders are going to, you know, corral Andre Kopitar and not really care about Dwight King and probably for the best. But with Carter and Toffoli, they're both exceedingly dangerous. Um, and that just, you know, increases their chances of scoring some pretty cool and it's been really, really great to watch. And I will have to admit that when you said they've been having good chemistry, I thought of all of the strange photoshops that have come up <laughs> <laughs> with Jeff Carter and Tyler Toffoli in that they are apparently father and son. So <laughs> that was a weird thought for just a moment. <laughs> and that particular running joke on Twitter now was not even started by us. That is one that was started by Jewels from the Crown people, but we have been sucked into it by association, and it is hilarious, but also kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Like, go for it. I love that Kings fandom will just, like, buy into the crazy stuff that we throw out there. And those, um, there have been a couple of photoshops by one particular user whose name I don't have in front of me, unfortunately, but um, fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I like everyone embrace the silliness, you know, win or lose, you know, we all have to have fun with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we're all just crazy yeah. together. Yeah, I'm for it. Um, it enhances the wildness that is LA Kings hockey. I mean, why not? Like, Jeff Carter and Tyler Toffoli are so great together. They have such chemistry. Why not make jokes about Toffoli being Jeff Carter's son? Why not do it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, people are talking about Tyler Toffoli, like, anthropomorphized as various inanimate objects still, so, I mean, why Heck not? yeah. I mean, we have compared him to a number of things already, like, ourselves, so, it's been a, it's been a fun season talking about Tyler Toffoli, even when the Kings themselves can sometimes be frustrating, um... Something else that happened, speaking of us talking about things, is in the Rangers game, 
literally right after we had recorded a podcast where we were like, Robin Regeer, not the hero, decided to score a weird fluky goal, but it counted <laughs> to open the scoring for the Kings. Um, so I guess we should talk more crap about Robin Regeer, maybe, especially if Sakara will be absent, he can score some more, maybe. I don't know. I don't think we're going to be lacking on evidence um, to talk shit about Robin Regeer. Although there was something um, that I, I I haven't been able to watch any of the games live either. We've both been extremely busy and have just been like, I don't know what happened, but Twitter said it looked not good. Yeah, um, we'll catch up later. <laughs> and uh, someone was like, oh, good. Whoever was commentating was like, oh, good, uh, like, hustle by Regeer to stop uh, Hosa from scoring that goal, and I was like, "Excuse me," um, and then I had to turn off the TV, so I have no idea what it was referencing. <laughs> oh no! I don't uh, know if it was some sort of like fever dream or something like that. Me yeah. thinking that Robin Regeer was doing something, you know, phenomenal. But there you have it. I just find it so hard to imagine. But again, I didn't see it. Maybe he did have a good moment or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did score that goal. So. Um... At least there was that kind of, I found it kind of amusing because we had just been like, he's not the person that's going to help. And then he did help them, help lead them to a victory in that game. Um, What else happened? There was something else, I think. Oh, it was in the uh, Islanders game again, because that was the goal. Kopitar had the game winning goal and it was that amazing goal. It was a tip in technically, but it was um, a pass from Sakara. And it was so soft, just the way that Kopitar touched it. Like, when people talk about hockey players having soft hands, like, I mean, I know what they mean, but I feel like that goal, I was like, it, that was just so smooth and so effortless. I loved every second of it. It was great. Yeah, it was definitely, he's been, so there's something that we can talk about in terms of, like, the Kings being excellent, is that Kopitar has been on his game, especially with, I mean, he's had a few goals, but some of the assists that he's assisted on have been phenomenal. Um, whether it's like a crazy cross ice pass, like right in front of the net to someone else to score a goal or in that game against the Rangers, um, Justin Williams interfering with or intercepting, uh, a clearing attempt and getting it to Kopitar and then Kopitar lightning quick gets it over to Gabrick, who he knew was, you know, on his right hand side, um, for a goal. And that was just phenomenal. So Kopitar is um, kind of coming into form a little bit. He is now the, or I mean, I guess he had been, but he's pulled further away in being the Kings uh, points Mm -hmm. leader with 60, a nice even 60. Yeah, he's got 16 goals and 44 assists. And again, I'm like, where did you get all those assists? (laughs) I've been watching most of these games. I don't remember all of them. Um, But my question is, They've got six games left, and he has been heating up a little bit. Is it possible that Kopitar could still reach 20 goals this season? I, I guess he could, Maybe. but um, with everything that he's been doing, I think he's been, I don't know if the word is like focusing, but he's been more inclined to set up plays and pass. So I don't, I think he'll rack up more assists and it'll be some like crazy number and we're like, okay, no, seriously, we just talked about this. Where did he get all these assists? But um, I don't know. Four goals might be uh, pushing it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of, because my other thing is like he has had a few 60 plus point seasons, but um, a few 70 point seasons. So 
in six games, he can he get 10 points? I mean, he's had a couple recently multi-point games. A few more of those, maybe he can do it, which I think would be awesome. I mean, I don't expect it, but I think it's possible because it's Kopitar, <laughs> and I really want it to happen. It's weird that I find that more feasible than four goals. It's like <laughs> 10, 10 fucking points. I'm like, yeah, sure. He could do that probably. Yeah. But four it's goals, because, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's because he's always picking up assists randomly. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe that. Um, someone else who was actually close to 20 goals closer and thus, I guess, more likely, especially with all of these proverbial game seven type situations they will be in over the next couple of weeks. Justin Williams has 18 goals. So I would also like to see him hit 20. Yeah, that would be awesome. And maybe another reason for him to stay forever. Please stay. Don't let him go, Kings. Don't do it. Ugh, I uh, just... I don't want Justin Williams to leave. I can't picture him on any other team. I know. Oh, nev- let him never wear another jersey, please. Um, but another person who is four goals away from hitting a sort of like landmark milestone thing is Jeff Carter. Uh, he has 26 goals right now. That's so true. If he scores four more, he could have a 30-goal season. I mean, so him and Kopitar, they can both of you just score four goals in six games. Just do it. But I think most importantly, and I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me, is that Trevor Lewis is still at nine goals, and he Ugh. really needs to get to ten. Look, yes. I, we have been rooting so hard for double digits for Trevor Lewis. Now is the time to make it happen. I mean, if the Kings don't make the playoffs, we should at least be able to throw a party for Trevor Lewis because he scored ten goals. We have planned in our heads, like crazy people, about a Trevor Lewis party for so long already, and I have we've yet been able to throw it. Yeah, I've have I have cupcakes in mind. I have banners in mind, drinks with Trevor Lewis like puns. Like, come on, just <laughs> let us let us do this for you. Yeah, like we could put together a Taylor Swift playlist, and she's now on that new like Jay Z streaming music service, so we could actually access her music online. So it's perfect. Even Taylor Swift is helping us out. Get it together, Trevor Lewis. Everybody wants this to happen. Let us help you succeed. Let us throw you a party yeah. for your success. So there's that. Um, and I think I mean six games, anything could happen. And. The Kings need to turn it to turn it on, as people say they can do. So maybe we will see some amazing things over these next six games. I hope so. I hope they just crush every single person, please, and make it into the playoffs and everybody reach cool milestones or something. And then we get to celebrate them being in the playoffs and everything else is gravy. Yes, that sounds excellent. I feel like that's a great idea, Chanel. Yeah. So listen to me, Kings. I know <laughs> what works best. <laughs> Um, Okay, so before we move on to other teams and talking about what the playoffs are starting to look like, I do want to say that I did have a favorite Daryl Sutter quote this week, and it is actually the one that kind of went around for everybody, which was him saying, there are still guys on this team who haven't scored since Jesus was a baby. (laughs) Where'd that come from, Daryl Sutter? But good job. Um, yeah, that was pretty pretty darn great. Um, Jim Fox mentioned it on on air too, and he's like, "Yeah, that's a long time. Like, I don't know where he gets these things." Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, is that's that what popped charming. in um, I I feel like he's he has to be trolling us, right? Like, is this just some sort of like phraseology that he constantly has in his head? Like, ever since Jesus was a baby, that's like something he regularly says. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, was that off the cuff? Had he been thinking that for a couple of days himself and finally admitted it because he was frustrated about it? I just wonder so many things about the way Daryl Sutter speaks, but a lot of stuff or a lot of times they'll come out as those little gems. I also really liked Jewels from the Crown had a post that basically mimicked the way that Daryl Sutter talks, but for other really popular moments in sports. And um, I thought it hit the nail on the head pretty well. And he's, the way he talks is just so funny. And a lot of it seems kind of like stream of like, like he's working it out as he's saying it kind of thing. So it's kind of an interesting look at like, is this what he sounds like in his own head kind of stuff? Uh, that just makes me think of uh, Daryl Sutter as like some sort of beat generation writer or poet, like all stream of consciousness, like nonsense just written down um i would love to read that book um i'm also looking forward to that would the be amazing season when invariably everyone does a ranking of their favorite Daryl center quotes it's always a good time yes yeah i love that it's one of my favorite times of the yes. nhl season is the daryl exactly. center quote of the year <laughs> <laughs> so nice um, yeah, so I just had to mention Daryl Sutter. Um, in general, he's like, he's saying what everybody else is. Like, the Kings are aiming for a spot in the Pacific Division, like one, two, or three, rather than the wild card spots. And, you know, he seems confident that they can make it, but they're not cocky, which is good because they can't be at this point. Um, and so hopefully that keeps everybody focused and they do some more winning. And then the Kings eventually clinch a playoff spot please. Yep, it's it's winding down now. Like, before we would kind of hand wave anything that didn't go particularly right for the Kings, but um, I think this would be the time that we can say it's down to the wire a bit um, for them to get everything yeah. together. Yeah, make it happen, um, because teams actually clinched playoff berths this week for definitely the Rangers, the Montreal Canadiens, the Predators, and the Ducks. Basically all four of the teams that were um, that managed to cross the 100-point mark in the standings clinched playoff berths. And um, so now we're starting to get a for sure picture of what the postseason looks like. Are there any teams besides the Kings who you find at this point in the season like exciting to watch in the postseason? Like I think we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago, but now that we're seeing what people look like to end the regular season for real, um, I don't know. Are any interesting teams to you? Um, I'm still pretty jazzed about Florida. <laughs> Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. necessarily think that they're going to overtake Boston or anything for for a wild card spot, but... It's still a possibility. Yeah, that's not it, it is a It is. It's a possibility. It's not It's not completely out of the question. It's not, like, statistically improbable. I don't think it's likely to happen, but um, I still find that pretty, pretty exciting to watch, actually. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the East will be really entertaining. I don't want. I don't know if it'll be more entertaining than the West, but I feel like in seasons past, recently, like people have always been like the East is kind of a joke. But I feel like this season, there are like teams have been really interesting. Like I think the Lightning have been a really interesting team this year. Yeah, that's and um, the Rangers able to put together such a strong record again after people thought that their what they did last season was not entirely fluky, but a little surprising. Um, they've done well for themselves. Like, so I, I think the East will be pretty Yeah, the Islanders are obviously doing amazingly. Um, and yeah. that's pretty rad as well. Uh, I, as much as it pains me to say, the Minnesota thing, I, I find Minnesota kind of a boring team. But uh, the whole thing with Dubnik, I think, is, is pretty darn great for him. Uh, having, like, a resurgence and that kind of helping them out. So that's that's really nice to see. It'll be interesting with Pittsburgh now. 
Um, they're one point ahead of Washington, who has the top wild card spot. I don't think they're going to be out of the picture at all. But with um, Chris Letang out uh, with a concussion um, after the hit from Shane Down, That'll be interesting. Yeah, that's very true. What a terrible time for that to happen. I mean, not that any time is a good time to have a concussion. They're awful. But, jeez, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really unfortunate, and I hope he is able to recover soon. Um, but, yeah, and I, 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 I agree about Minnesota. Like, I feel like as a team, they still haven't quite managed together to always put, like, put together the most exciting hockey. But... I think Dubnik makes them a much more interesting playoff team if he stays hot because I feel like that has been their challenge. Like, they've been decent enough as a team in the playoffs, but they just, you know, they allow that one other goal that they shouldn't or whatever, and then get, you know, they've got knocked out by Chicago. So if Dubnik stays hot the way he has been, maybe that changes for them this season a little bit. Yeah, I think it it's great because, I mean, he's always been, like, kind of – kind of a running joke like not as much of a joke as like Pavlik or something like that but um he's a not a bad goalie he just needed it needed to be like our right right place right time um for like him and for the team and and the whole thing so I mean that's that's pretty cool I I do enjoy seeing things like that and it's weird because they have like Hutchinson who's pretty good but they do still have Pavlik around who's bad so Yeah, I think I am very curious to see how they are in the postseason because I'm not really sure what it'll be. Other teams I don't find as surprising. I am, as always, curious to see if the St. Louis Blues will manage to do anything more than they ever do. Yeah. But I never really have faith in it, so I guess we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see Nashville, I guess, in the playoffs. Yeah. Just with them not being as uh, as used to being a playoff team. Um, as other people, so... I think every series seems like it has great potential to be entertaining for the most part, except for Calgary-Vancouver, which I would care about 0%. Yeah, I would not watch any of those games. I don't even think I'd watch the highlights unless someone scored a hat trick. (laughs) That sounds terrible. And even then, it depends on the person. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how much I would really even pay attention to that series. It would have to be like a funny hat trick. Because, like, I've already seen Johnny Gaudreau score a hat trick. It, in fact, happened against the Los Angeles Kings. I know what it looks like. Um, I don't need to see it again, necessarily. Maybe it's really cool. Maybe I'll watch. But, like, if a hilarious person who shouldn't have a hat trick scores it, okay. Who would be the funniest person to have a hat trick on the Vancouver Canucks or the Calgary Flames? I have to look up their, I have to look up their rosters now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing that comes to mind... Well, uh, well who was it? Derek Angeland almost had a hat trick the other night, didn't he? He scored two goals. Yeah, that's silly. And hadn't in like a year or something. So that would be really funny. Lyndon Bay with a hat trick. Then I would yeah, watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be kind of fun. I would actually feel happy for him. Oh, Lyndon Bay. <laughs> um... But yeah, for the most part, I just don't care about that series at all. Why would please don't make it happen? Don't do that to everyone. Don't do it. Um, but yeah, everything else seems really interesting though. So I think the playoffs will be fun, even if the Kings don't make it. But I think they will, and hopefully they do. Um, but even if they don't, I think there are plenty of interesting matchups that will happen in the postseason this year. And I'm excited for the playoffs. Yeah, I am too. I'm ready for it. I want the Kings to be in it. Um, but I'm also thinking about how much money I'm going to be spending, and that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I shouldn't think about things that way. I should just want them to be on the playoffs. But I know <laughs> that if they're in the playoffs and there are home games, which they will be, I will want to go to them. And that just sounds That is crazy. the challenge. Um, yeah, I am probably going to be moving around the time that the final starts up. I mean, and I'm not trying to be cocky <laughs> and, like, the Kings are going to be in the Stanley Cup final. But it's not like it's necessarily unlikely if they make it into the playoffs. So part of me is like, I have to juggle, like, life expenses. But also, I know I'm going to want to go to hockey games if the Kings manage to put together another decent run. So uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'll survive. It's fine. Everything's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention about a player in the league, just because I think it's awesome, and I adore Alex Ovechkin. He scored two goals today and is now at 49 goals on the season. So it's looking very likely that he will break the 50-goal marker for the sixth time in his career. How crazy. What is it What is it like to be Alex Ovechkin? What's it like to play with him or to, like, root for him and be like, oh, He's going to play, like, he's healthy for most of the season. Oh, he'll probably score 50 goals. That's, that's oh, uh, it's insane. That's insane. Alex Ovechkin is so good. Yeah, yeah. I would, I still would love to see him win the Stanley Cup. I just, I want to see it happen. I want him to get to have that. Um, he's so good. Beyond, beyond that, I want to see his Stanley Cup party. Like, oh, I yeah. want to see his day with the cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, beyond him winning the cup and raising it, blah, 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 whatever. I, I want to see what sort of harebrained ideas he has for the party. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, every part, of, like from the winning of the cup, like him, like imagining, because he's the team captain, like imagining him taking the Stanley Cup from Gary Batman and like what his celebration would be on that initial lift is great. Um, <laughs> thinking about him, you know, passing it to other people, thinking about every interview he does, like being asked about finally winning it. It's going to be great. Thinking about, like you said, the cup day, like I, it has to happen. It can't, we can't live in a world where we never get to see what that is. Oh, so good. Um, also, Another person who's been scoring a lot of goals but is not as good as Alex Ovechkin is Tyler Bozak, who scored his first career (laughs) hat trick against the Ottawa Senators, which is hilarious because the Senators are out of a playoff position or kind of far out, so but they're still trying. Mm -hmm. The Maple Mm -hmm. Leafs are, you know, trash, so why not go ahead score a hat trick um, (laughs) against a playoff bubble team? Um, his first of the season, or his first, the first of his career. Yeah. And everyone mentioned that he scored that on the day that Connor McDavid said, I like T- Tyler Bozak's playing style. Oh, I want to no. be like him. <laughs> Wait, okay. Uh, so <laughs> yesterday, because I had to work, I missed so many things, right? So, and then I came home and I was drinking margaritas and, um, I, so I had this moment where I sort of glanced at the news, and I and I must have seen the Tyler Bozak hat trick thing, but didn't fully register it. And like this morning, I woke up and it popped into my head, and I was like, Tyler Bozak's wearing a hat trick. What a weird fantasy that is. What do I care if he ever? And I was like, Oh, it happened. It's a real thing. But I did not know uh, about the Connor McDavid part of it. That's yeah. So hilarious. here, here's the quote. Um, he was asked, "Who was the NHL player your play would most likely be compared to?" And he said, Tyler Bozak, nope. because he is a good skater and uh-uh. is more of a pass-first type of guy. Oh, no! <laughs> if he wants to be compared to Tyler Bozak in that he is now, you know, playing with Phil Kessel, that's right. fine. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know if you really want to be, like, uh, 
Tyler Bozak. Maybe that's Whereas, what he's hoping. Maybe he's hoping that he is, in fact, like the, the Leafs win the lottery somehow and he has the opportunity to play with Phil Kessel. Maybe that's his long game and he just wants to make it clear, Phil, I can be your Bozak. Um, whereas, so they were like interviewing all of the top prospects, um, for the draft and, um, Eichel was asked as, you know, number two, he said, who is the player your play would most likely be compared to? Jeff Carter. Nice. I like it. I dig That's it. That's awesome. I didn't know that um, either. I didn't either. I'm reading this for the first time. This is coming. <laughs> this is live on air. Um, and then third on the scouting list was Noah Hannaf. Hannafin from yeah. Boston College, D-man, and he compared his play or to Drew Daddy. Hell yeah! Okay, so here's the thing: like people talk about, um, like what if the Kings miss the playoffs and get lucky and get that first pick? I don't think the Kings would know what the hell to do with Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel at this point because they still have Andre Kobitar. They're invested in him. They. You know, they still really like Jeff Carter, who's been a pretty great center for the Kings, you know, um, on the second line. So I don't, they just wouldn't know what to do with it. Can you imagine Daryl Sutter trying to play an 18-year-old? Like, his head would explode. But I do really like Noah Hannafin and would be so happy if the Kings, not that I want them to miss the playoffs, but if they managed to get lucky enough to get, like, that third pick and pick Noah Hannafin, I would be thrilled. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty darn cool. So um, clearly, he wants to be in Los Angeles. I'm not saying it has to happen, but I'm saying if you know, worst case scenario, the Kings don't make the playoffs, I'm for it. <laughs> we support that uh, that pick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, I like that in the top three, two of those would compare their play to an LA Kings. Yeah, player. hell yeah, that's dope. I like Rad it. As hell. I like it a lot. It. I and I really like Jack Eichel too. So that's pretty cool that he compares himself to Jeff Carter. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I I didn't know that before you read it, so everybody's getting to hear me be genuinely thrilled. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, like, legitimate, like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> yeah. This is so cool. I can't wait to think about this so much more. <laughs> See, now that I've, because we both just found this out as I was reading it. I didn't read this earlier either. Um, we'll be talking for, like, three hours after this podcast ends. <laughs> yeah, for <about> sure. This. <laughs> Also, I feel like also this is like a moment where I kind of lament that it is only an audio podcast because then my first thing is throughout this season, I have like a number of people, but I haven't written like posts about it, collected random hilarious pictures of Jack Eichel. And so immediately I'm thinking of the picture of him in like the it's like a like a like a negligee thing and a unicorn horn. (laughs) I know exactly. Yeah. With the the, like furry boots. Yeah. Yep. The best picture ever. (laughs) So that guy's just like Jeff Carter, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man. How fun. Oh, speaking speaking of Jeff Carter and earlier when we were talking about um, goals being scored, I'd like Mike Richards to score a goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that he's back. I would like that, That'd too. That'd be cool. I don't think he's gotten any points at all since he's been back. So nope. I would like him to get some because we, I remember, like, a few weeks ago, we mentioned how, like, Jared Stoll had played so many more games than Mike Richards, who was in the AHL, and they still had 15 points. Well, now Jared Stoll's not playing, and Mike Richards is closing this gap, and it'll be pretty unfortunate if he doesn't pick yeah. up any more points. So um, let's uh, let's pick up a few. Let's help Mike out. Yeah, like, Nick Shore has scored his first goal, so, like, let's get the ball rolling on everyone else, Mike Richards. Right. Um, let's do it. 
<laughs> Mike Richards has not scored a goal for the Kings since Jesus was a baby. <laughs> so Since Jesus was a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, let's help him get one. Everyone. I hope that someone – wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Now I want a Photoshop of – Whatever the last score uh, goal he scored was, like, whatever that was against whatever team, I want, like, that shot photoshopped, like, over a picture of Jesus the baby. <laughs> right. Baby Jesus. Like, I would, I, would like, I would like that scene to play out right then. Like, this is, like, live look. This is, um, not live look, past look, flashback. Right. The last time Mike Richards scored a goal, scored a goal and this was the scene. <laughs> Or maybe it's like a picture of him scoring and like you stick baby Jesus somewhere in the crowd. <laughs> and somebody's like Arm. cheering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now oh. also imagining that the Kings just like have a board and it's like whoever his whoever's drought is the longest, they sort of just get pasted up on this board with like a picture of baby Jesus. <laughs> so I don't know, just like maximum ridiculous humiliation. And so, and like, so whenever like someone uh, like during practice is like, "Come on, you got to work on this." Like, you don't want to be put up with baby Jesus, do you? No one wants to be put with baby Jesus. Oh, we would take Daryl Sutter's weird jokes so much farther. Yeah. Well, Easter's oh, coming up, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So I that's I clearly I guess that's what we have for you guys this round. Um, hopefully the next time that we talk, the Kings will have won some more games. They will be in a playoff spot and, um, yeah, just positive stuff all around. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think, I think that's pretty much it. Just hoping that they, uh, beat the Blackhawks and then, uh, please do well against the Oilers because that's the first time they're going to be back at home for a while, like, after their long road trip. Right. It's also the Oilers, like... Don't don't drop a dumb game to a, a dumb team. Don't waste that opportunity. Yeah, pretty much. Don't do it. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. I don't think I have really anything, any parting words necessarily. So we'll just go with the spiel. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at thanksbud, T-H-X-B-U-D. Or individually, I am at Chanel Berlin. And I'm at AKA Diane Fan. If you want to email us, chirp at thanksbud.com. As Diane mentioned, the Kings will be back home a few more times. I don't have many home games, but... You, a couple more opportunities to see them at Staples Center. So if you want to buy tickets, TicketMonster.com is who we are partnered with. You can go to our schedule page, click on the links to the individual games, make it happen for yourself. Um, I think that's all, right? Did I miss anything? I think, I think that's it. Okay. All right. So take care of yourselves, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again next week and hopefully be so positive and have another amazing Daryl Sutter quote or something. But... Until then, let's, you know, watch the Kings. Hope they win some games. Later, everyone. Bye, guys.